What's good, y'all? Welcome to the recap of the first night of the NBA season. One game was pretty compelling. The other one, not so much, but we're going to talk all about it. Be sure to leave a like. Subscribe if you are new. This is a place where we talk all about NBA basketball. So if you love who's man, this is the place for you. You got big goals this season. So let's go ahead and dive into NBA opening night. We're going to talk about the second game first because this was the best game of the night. The Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Very compelling game, competitive. Neither team really held too big of a lead. But the Warriors end up getting the win on opening night in L.A. in Staples Center. We got to see the first of Russell Westbrook in L.A. uniform. Wasn't so good. Was not so good. We're going to get into Russell Westbrook. But this is a game that you probably would expect the Lakers to win pretty handily. The Warriors only shot like 44% from the field. They're missing guys in their rotation. Klay Thompson's still not back. Uh, they're missing, you know, Jonathan Kaminga. James Wiseman are out. And Steph Curry didn't shoot the ball well. 5 of 21 from the field. Um, Draymond Green did not play amazingly. Only shot 2 of 5. Um, he was a minus 2. Had 8.6, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Jordan Poole was the catalyst that really got the Warriors back into this game. And when they were able to, you know, get a lead and keep a lead, you know, into the fourth quarter and beyond. And they ended up winning this game by 7. Um, a lot of people expect Jordan Poole to take a big step this season. He got the start tonight with Klay Thompson being out. He's going to be a big focal point of this Warriors team going forward. I think he has the potential to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I think he's that good. And he really showed that tonight. He showed that tonight. He's gradually taking steps really each season since I started watching him play basketball when he was at Michigan. And he's turned into one of the most important players on the offensive side for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Andrew Wiggs did not play well, but he played key down the stretch. He had a big shot, which pretty much iced the game. I'm interested to see the dynamic when Klay Thompson is able to come back. I think that's going to help Wiggins' game out a lot. And um, for real, I mean, the Warriors, like, a lot of rotations had, you know, Kevon Looney and Draymond Green on the court. And those are two guys that really ain't giving you that much offensively. They're not giving you that much offensively, but they were able to win this game. Uh, Looney made some big plays, you know, some key rebounds and stuff. And he only played 15 minutes, but I think he was pretty productive in those 15 minutes. The key piece, which I've seen here that really affected the game, was the offseason signing of Nemanja Bielitsa. Um, for those of you who don't know, stretch four, you know, can really shoot the three ball very well. But he played a real big role, I think, you know, inside, man. He grabbed 11 rebounds in today's game, had 20 points off the bench. That's a big-time game, 20 and 11 off the bench. Played some solid interior defense, 6-7 from the floor. Uh, only shot one three-pointers. A lot of his work was on the inside, you know, short post shots, floaters. He played a very good game, very pivotal key to this Warriors team being able to win this game. I mean, Steph Curry had a triple-double, but he did not shoot the ball well. Uh, got to the free throw line, 9 of 9, so that's a good sign. But did not shoot the ball well at all, and you're able to win this game opening night. I think this can be a big-time confidence booster for this Warriors team going forward until they get Klay Thompson back. Um, some other guys, we got to see, you know, some Otto Porter minutes. Damian Lee played pretty, pretty good off the bench. Juan Toscano Anderson also played well. The Warriors got this win in Staples, big-time win going on the road and beating a lot of people, a lot of people's title favorite in the LA Lakers. Now we're gonna move on to the Lakers because in the game where you get 34 from LeBron and 33 from Anthony Davis, you would probably think you're winning this game, especially when I told you how Steph Curry shot from the floor and just how the Warriors shot overall as a team. The Lakers shot 47% from the field, 35 from three. They hit 14, th uh, 15 three pointers. I'm sorry. AD was looking dominant. He played the way I want him to play. Um, I'm. Been on, I've been big on the AD um, MVP campaign this season. I think this should be the year where he should be an MVP candidate and he should be the best player in the LA Lakers. 
LeBron James still looks like LeBron James at age 36 going on 37. This is year, what, 19? Uh, it seems like this man's going to be playing maybe as long as Tom Brady's playing in the NFL because this man, LeBron, just continues to look just as great the older he gets, which is sensational. But the big offseason addition for this team, one of the many offseason additions, we didn't get to see a lot of those guys tonight, but we did see Russell Westbrook. And he did not play good. Uh, I'm going to just say he, just, he did not play good at all. I don't think that's a hot take. He just didn't play good. Um, minus 23 in the plus minus column. I don't really look at plus minus too much. It's kind of an obscure stat. But that is by far, and I mean by far the worst of any player in the LA Lakers. That is by far the worst plus minus. I mean the second worst other than that was, was Malik Monk minus 10. So Russell Westbrook was just a negative when he was on the court. Four turnovers, four personal fouls. He had a technical foul. Um, only had eight points, four of 13 from the field. I don't like the dynamic of Russell Westbrook playing off the ball. Right now, it just looks, it looks terrible. Um, he got a lot of wide open catch and shoot opportunities, and he didn't hit any of those three-pointers that were pretty much wide open. Didn't hit any of them. Uh, just kind of looked a step slow tonight. Looked a step slow, which one thing about Russell Westbrook, he gets better as the season goes on, so we're not going to take, we're not going to dissect this too much. First glance, did not look good. I didn't like the dynamic of seeing, you know, their starting lineup was just like, where was the space? They're lucky that Kent Bazemore hit a, you know, couple three-pointers tonight was shooting it with confidence. I mean, he was two for eight, but I mean, you know, they're, also LeBron shot the ball very well from downtown, five of 11 from three. Uh, Got to clean up the free throw shooting. Same thing with Anthony Davis. Combined those two shot five of 13 from the free throw line. AD's usually, you know, 85% free throw shooter, only shot two of seven from the free throw line. That's terrible. Um, this it's going to look better, I think, when they get Wayne Ellington back. Why did Avery Bradley only play in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Maybe it's because they just signed him like yesterday. But considerably better when he was on the court both on both sides of the floor. Um, he made a lot of great defensive plays and plays on the offensive side, too. You know, hit two or three three-pointers, you know, in those eight minutes off the bench in the fourth quarter after not playing the entire game. Uh, definitely somebody been on your championship team, even though he didn't play in the bubble he's somebody with experience on um, you know playing deep playoff runs so i expect him to get more minutes um rondo looked cool surprised he got you know 20 minutes of action but i guess with um kendrick nunn not playing that's you know kind of applicable applicable i'm sorry uh but yeah it was just tough game you know Melo didn't really you know play amazingly outside of lebron and ad that's really it deandre jordan looks old as hell um i've been Look, DJ was very good in his he was very good in his prime playing with the Clippers and stuff. He was an all NBA first team player before. But man, he's looked so old the last couple years. And I don't know if he moves better than Marcus Saul right now. Uh, he caught the first lob, and after that, I didn't see him get off the ground one more time the rest of the game. Like he looks old as hell. The White Howard's minutes were, you know, a lot better. So I expect the White Howard to play a lot more minutes than DeAndre Jordan this season. But kind of a dub by the Lakers, I would say. You know, a game that I think was Taylor made for them to win. You don't get the best game from your third star. Um, your top two players play like your top two players play like two of the top five, you know, players in the league that they can be. Um, not, I'm not going to take too much away from this game at all. Russell Westbrook, I think he's going to get better, but he's definitely going to have to tighten up. Definitely going to have to tighten up because did not look good tonight. He's going to get a lot of wide open shots off of LeBron passes, off of, you know, Anthony Davis double teams, off of Rondo, you know, finding the open man. He's got to be ready to hit those. He has to be ready to hit those. Um, yeah, Lakers are going to look better when Trevor Reza 
and Wayne Ellington and THT are going to be back. But for now, they have to deal with what they got. Um, we'll see how they play in their next outing. But good win by the Golden State Warriors, man. I think this can be a big confidence booster going forward. Um, and, you know, Steph's only going to get better. I think Draymond's only going to get better. I like to see Draymond be a little more aggressive. Only shot five shots. And there were just so many opportunities where he should have, you know, just take the shot. You know, be aggressive offensively. They said Steve Kerr wants him to be more aggressive. I think Draymond should be more aggressive because you can't have two, you know, kind of negative, not negatives, but guys that aren't, you know, offensive threats on the floor, especially right now when, you know, Wiggins is a iffy player. You don't know what the hell you're going to get from Wiggins. You know, Jordan Poole is stepping into that role right now. You don't have Klay Thompson. You still have, you know, you got Steph Curry, but you want Draymond to kind of, you know, get back into his 2016 bag where he was, you know, confident shooting three-pointers. And, you know, taking it to the cup and finishing inside. That's just what you want to see. But overall, good dub by the Golden State Warriors. Now, getting to the Nets and Bucks, this game, the opening game of the night, was not a very satisfying game for the viewing experience because the Nets, um, the Nets were pretty much down double figures this entire game. That's what it seemed like. I mean, they were able to come into the lead, like, right about a halftime. And then, you know, as we got into the third quarter, the Bucks started to, you know, hold a double-digit lead pretty much the rest of the game. And... A, a lot a lot contributed to the Nets, you know, underperforming. Um, shout out to the Bucks. It was their ring night. We're going to get to the Bucks. Let's talk about the Nets first because I just think the way that they play was just so poor, so it's, it's fresh on my mind, so I got to talk about it. Um, KD had 32 points. He had 11 rebounds. He shot, you know, over 50% from the field. But it was just one of those games that just seemed like his 32 points was not impactful at all. Um a lot of those points came when they were down double figures in the third quarter. And, you know, they were unable to really get any stops defensively as a team. But KD being the best player on the Brooklyn Nets and arguably the best player not only on the floor but in the entire NBA, you would expect him to really, you know, try and take command of this game opening night. The Nets came out like they had just played, you know, three games back to back. Like, it seems like they had just played last night. They came out with zero energy, man. And... It was Patty Mills had the most energy on the court, you know, for the Nets pretty much this entire game. He was the reason why instead of being down, you know, 15 in the first quarter, they weren't down like 30 because he he couldn't miss from downtown. I think he hit seven to seven threes, if I'm not mistaken, seven to seven from downtown. He kept them in the game early on. James Harden had a good first half, but he kind of disappeared in the second half. Seemed like he lost his aggression. Um, Paul Millsap very unimpactful, only played five minutes. Lamarcus Aldridge happy to see him back in the league. Did not play well at all. Did not play at well at all. Joe Harris was three for nine. The Nets just came out like they have they had zero energy, and a lot of that is on the players, but a good portion of that is on the coaching staff. And I'm talking about Steve Nash. And it's it's game one. It's only game one. This is his second season as a head coach. He has a lot of talent on his roster, even without Kyrie Irving. But it's kind of inexcusable for. A team with championship aspirations to come out national TV game opening night first game of the NBA season against a team that just beat them a team that just beat them the last time that they stepped on the court in the game seven and you come out and play very lackluster you come out with zero energy a lot of that's on the preparation a lot of that's on the preparation it's on the coach and Steve Nash as well as it is on the players too but preparation comes with the coaching aspect of the game and Steve Nash did not have his guys prepared for this one on um, both from a you know playing aspect and a mental aspect, they just did not look like they were really into this game, really at all. And it was it was good because when the Nets were able to turn it on, they were able to get back into the game quickly, like they have that offensive firepower to do so. But 
you don't want to come out and be down 20 points already to the defending champs, to Giannis, who is playing, you know, confidence level at all-time high, coming off of the finals MVP. You don't want to do that. Good thing it's only opening night, but, you know, I want to see a part of this team becoming a champion, becoming the championship team that we expect them to be. You want to see Steve Nash also be a championship caliber coach. And, you know, there were questions about that. You know, my personal opinion, last postseason, there were just some moves that Steve Nash would make, like rotations-wise, not calling timeouts when they needed to be called, not making the right adjustments, you know, that was that you want to see him grow on. It's only game one, so we'll see if he does that. Another question I have, why the hell did Bruce Brown play? Why the hell did Bruce Brown not touch the floor until garbage time, bro? Bruce Brown, he's not somebody who his scoring numbers are going to blow you away. His, you know, probably statistics aren't going to blow you away. But when you watch him, he does so many little things on the court. And for a team that came out and had absolutely zero energy, he would have been the one player on the court that would have been diving after every loose ball, trying to get every defensive and offensive rebound possible. And he didn't touch the floor until the game was, you know, a 20-point game with, like, two minutes left. That's that's when he touched the floor, man. And that's just, you know, you give a guy an extension in the offseason, you let Jeff Green go to bring him back. You let Jeff Green go, who was a big piece to to this team, especially defensively last season, to bring back Bruce Brown, who was another key piece. But you bring him back, younger player, um, maybe a little more interchangeable than Jeff Green, can defend multiple positions. You let you let Jeff Green go, you bring Bruce Brown back, and he doesn't see the floor. Um, I, I really miss with Javon Carter, but um, Javon Carter played, seemed like he played like 20 minutes. He played 19 minutes in this game. Bruce Brown did not touch the floor until late. Until late. He played like the final three and a half minutes of this game. Inexcusable by Steve Nash. I expect Bruce Brown to get a lot more playing time. You know, I'm not saying he needs to play 30 minutes a game, but look, he would have been the one guy on the court that would have been playing with a lot of energy, he would have given, I think, his teammates a boost in their energy department. And they would have seen Bruce Brown playing his ass off. And it would have been like, hey, we need to step it up too because Bruce Brown coming in. And, you know, he's putting his body on the line, diving for loose balls. He's stepping in front of Giannis, taking charges, this and that. Steve Nash, play Bruce Brown more. I promise you, I promise you, he will, you know, impact this game for your team in a very good way. Now let's get to the Bucks. They won. <laughs> that was a lot of Nets talk. Let's get to the Bucks. Um, very, very just sound performance. It seemed like nobody could miss shots for the Milwaukee Bucks. It seemed like nobody could miss shots. And Drew Holiday missed, you know, a good portion of this game. He had a heel contusion. They decided to sit him out the entire second half. Um, guys like Jordan Orr came off the bench, hit six shots. Um, I believe he had 15 points off the bench. Somebody that's been lining up in summer league and in preseason for the Bucks. Um, maybe this is the season where he's able to get some rotational minutes. I like the George Hill move, even though George Hill didn't play great. I just think he's a lot more reliable than Jeff T would have been last season. Um, now, obviously, if Drew Holiday misses, you know, a decent amount of time, that takes away from your depth at that point guard position. But, you know, I think that's a solid move. Brooke Lopez on what he does defensively on the inside. He plays sensational. hit two three-pointers. Giannis, um, Giannis, very, pretty impactful game. Pretty good game. 32-14-7. Um, it seemed like, you know, at times... It was being more of like a ball. He took a lot of shots early on, but he started to settle in. He was making his free throws. Seven of nine from the free throw line is very good for Giannis. Um, if he can shoot at that clip or around that clip this season, it can get scary for sure. Chris Middleton hit timely shots. The Bucks. I don't have too much to say about them, honestly. I don't have too much to say about them. They played great. They played with a lot of energy. Pat Connaughton gave them great minutes. I forgot to mention him. He played amazing. He was one of the best players on the floor, honestly. Um, finishing on the inside, hitting timely three-point shots, playing good defense. 
I have no questions about the Bucks right now. I don't have any questions about them. The only thing, um, obviously, Dante DiVincenzo is still not back. That's going to be a great addition when he is able to get back into the rotation. The only questions I have is, you know, as the season goes on, who's going to step into, like, that P.J. Tucker role? Somebody has to step up into that role. Maybe Pat Connaughton just gets a lot more burn because of it. Um, maybe they give Thanasis a lot more minutes. He played, you know, almost 12 and a half minutes today. He was pretty decent in those minutes, too, compared to, I think, last season and the postseason. When he was on the court, he, re he wasn't really impacting. He was hustling his, you know, tail off, but he wasn't really impacting the game as much. Maybe this is the year where he steps up and has a more impactful role. Not too many questions about the Bucks. They played an excellent game. They played an excellent game. Um, shot the three ball at 38%, hit 17 threes. They played an excellent game, took care of the basketball. No questions about them. No questions about the Nets either. It's just a little disappointing that they came out with so little energy in this game. But I'm pretty sure they're going to pick it up. Uh, they play Friday against Philadelphia. Pretty sure they're going to pick it up. They're going to have their heads, you know, ready to go for that game. Thank y'all for tuning in. That's the recap of opening night. First of many recaps coming on this season. Appreciate y'all once again. As always, be sure to leave a like and subscribe. And I'm out. Peace.